Chattahoochee, copyright 2023, by Randy Cooper. All rights reserved. No parts of this podcast may be used or reproduced by any means without the expressed written permission of the author. Chattahoochee, Chapter 12. I was about to drop Tyra off at her car when she looked at me. We need to talk. I wondered what about, since I hadn't been drinking this morning. Hell, I thought I was on top of my game. You want to go get some donuts? I asked. Yeah, find a Krispy Kreme. I love them hot. Sold. So what's up? What's up is I thought we were partners. Well, we are. So why did you ditch me yesterday? Uh, what do you mean? I mean, you gave me the impression we were done for the day, and you continued the investigation. Next thing I know, I'm getting a call from you that we're interviewing a suspect in the morning. Right now, I have no idea of how I got here. I met with a CI. Confidential informants are part of this business, and some won't even want to meet with your partner. And you just got handed Mr. Woods on a silver platter along with the info on Carzone software. I spent a few minutes filling her in, and I had hoped I calmed her down a bit. I was wrong. Tyra... You have a life, a husband, a family, and I felt bad about having to ask you to work on Sunday. I know how you feel about that. What? Livid was an understatement to describe her rage. My husband and family fully understand what I do for a living. Don't try to treat me like I'm some second string JV squad. I'm here to pull my weight and I'm just as good an investigator as any man. This is what I hate about women. No one questioned her ability or in any way suggested that being a woman lessened her effectiveness as an investigator. Furthermore, the tirade continued, there is plenty of scripture where Jesus worked on the Sabbath. If you don't believe me, read it for yourself, 12th chapter of Matthew. This is my vocation. This is what I choose to do for a living. I'm good at it and I'm sick and tired of you acting like you're in this on your own. What are you talking about? Chicks go ballistic sometimes. I mean, you act like this job is killing you and the rest of us are just happy as pigs in mud to be looking at dead bodies and talking with grieving family members. I cut it off. I refused to argue. This conversation was going nowhere. Conflict resolution is different among men and women. Women love to talk things out. The more they talk, the better they feel. The more people they talk to, the better they feel about it. Basically, if they're talking, they're well on their way to being happier. Men, on the other hand, process. Talk to us and let us think about it for a while. After we've had time to think about it, the better we feel. The more we think, the better we feel. When God created marriage, he must have been laughing his holy ass off. Somewhere in Genesis, between women being cursed with childbirth and men being cursed with work, it must say something like, she's going to bitch and you're going to have to deal with it. So much for anything I got out of catechism. We're just pulling in the Krispy Kreme when I decided if I couldn't get a win on this subject, it was probably best to avoid it. So I brought up the other thing that was on my mind. What do you think of Woods? I don't like it. It doesn't wash. There's quite a few circumstances that coincide. It's possible, and there's nothing to exclude him. He sure did break down quick. He broke down quick 
because he knew if we decided to push it, his life would be ruined. Yeah, if he got a high-priced attorney with every dime he's got in savings and investments, he could probably beat it, but we'd wipe him out. The guy was crying because he couldn't believe he was confronted with this again. He has a criminal record just for defending himself, and now we're coming at him again. Well, you sure seem to be pushing him towards a confession. I did because I had to be sure. I am now. The look in his eyes at the end of that told me he had nothing to do with it. Really, the look you saw was that he was found out. You're wrong, Greg. That was the look of a black man knowing what his odds would be against a jury who wants to send him to death row. Hey, I'm not trying to case the guy up. I'm just saying he had the opportunity. Where's the motive? Did you see this place? This guy's got it together. He's a young, successful black professional, successful in a field dominated by white men. He keeps himself fit, shows a lot of discipline, pride, and self-respect. I just don't see it, Craig. I think we need to interview everyone else in that department. They all had opportunity. They were all at Dane and Brewster's. It would also be good to hear what they think about Demetrius as well. My gut's telling me this is not our guy. Okay, tomorrow we start talking to the whole department. I'm waiting on a list of CarZone software employees hired before the background checks were run. We'll also ask for the list of marketing department employees and cross them against that list and talk to those people first. Perhaps Woods isn't the only bad apple in the bunch. Woods isn't a bad apple. He's a victim of circumstances. Are you sticking up for him just because he's black? Are you after him just because he's black? No, I'm after him because he's all we've got. Well, that was before we knew we had a whole department with potential access to the victim. I still think we need to put a surveillance team on Woods and make it obvious. If by any chance he is our guy, it'll deter him from hitting another victim. I think it's a waste of manpower, but on the other hand, it's cheap insurance. I called Lieutenant DiNapoli and told him how it panned out. He was actually pissed we didn't arrest the guy, but realized with no evidence any decent lawyer would bounce him in no time. He liked the idea of the surveillance, and he said he'd coordinate a team to start at noon. I think he was hoping it would apply more pressure to Woods and make him crack. What Tyra had said, though, was beginning to sink in, and I had lost almost all hope that Woods was our guy. Tyra's phone rang, and she talked for a few minutes and wrote some stuff down. I think we have our ID. We drove over to the Conyers' address given to us and met Mr. and Mrs. Davidson. Their daughter Kelly hadn't come home Friday night. She said she was meeting some friends after work. I showed the picture and the merry-go-round started again. At this point, I'm really thinking about what John Maxwell said about looking for a job in the private sector. Maybe an investigator for a law firm. Anything, so I didn't have to endure this anymore. Mrs. Davidson gave us the make, model, and tag number of Kelly's car and numbers for a few of her friends. We called and found out the last place they were all together was a bar on Roswell Road called the River House. It's within a few miles of where we found the body of Meredith Boxster. It's not far from the office, so we decided to swing by there on the way in. When we got there, Kelly's bright red Mitsubishi Eclipse could be seen from the road. 
We called crime scene and had them work the car and then drove into the office. The Boxster case just became the Boxster-Davidson case. And if I didn't do something soon, it was going to start sounding like a law firm. I got on the computer and was trying to read Eli's autopsy report when John Maxwell called. I just emailed a list to you. Just as he said that, I heard my PC make a sound and switched over to see a message with an enclosure waiting for him. We never had this conversation, understand? I told him I did, and he hung up without saying another word. I called him right back. Hey, Dvorak, long time no see. What's up? This guy is playing it to the hilt. Hey, how did it go with Woods? We pushed him, but I'm not buying it right now. I'm telling you, Craig, he's a stand-up guy. If he did it, I'll toss my career and become a carpenter or something. That pretty much canceled Demetrius Woods as a suspect for me. When a seasoned law enforcement professional tells me something like that, I tend to believe him. I'd be an idiot not to. I got a little problem, though. Oh, Craig, you're wearing me thin with your problems this weekend. I want the names of the people in the marketing department. Man, you are really pushing it. There was total silence. John, I believe you, but I want to talk to these the people who work with Woods. I didn't tell him. I now consider them all suspects. There was a long silence. On one condition. Fire away. You gotta wear a Saints jersey to the game. I laughed. <laughs> okay, you're on. I went ahead and went to Ticketmaster.com and ordered the tickets for when the Saints came to town. I was pretty sure my dirty birds would back me up, so at least I wouldn't be buying beer even if I had to drink it wearing sports memorabilia of the opposing team. My computer dinged and I saw another message from John with an enclosure. When I opened it, I found the list of the marketing department. I was itching to do GCICs on them. The Georgia Crime Information Computer, administered by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, is the statewide database which links into the FBI's NCIC, the National Crime Information Computer. Within these databases lie the records of millions of convicted felons and virtually anyone who has and had an encounter with law enforcement. I got a hit on the first one. Miss Catherine Baxley had been convicted of misdemeanor deposit account fraud, aka bad checks over 12 times in various metro counties. Either this girl never passed third grade math, or she's a ditz who can't understand how she can bounce a check when she still has checks left in her checkbook. Not what I was looking for. The next three were clean. I got another hit on Maria Anna Gonzalez, convicted of DUI in DeKalb County two years ago. Once this case is over, I'll have to keep her in mind. More pretty girls to party with, and it sounds like this lady has experience in tossing back a few. That reminded me. I still needed to check my email when I got home and see if I had anything on the dating scene. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. I called Tyra over. James Jonathan Harper, convicted of aggravated stalking and terroristic threats. What do you think? Tyra looked at me and shrugged. Let's go talk to him. I called ahead for two cruisers to make sure he was home and waiting for us. When we arrived at his modest Shambly home, all four cops were gathered around watching him wax his Harley Davidson wide glide. Mr. Harper, I'm Detective Dvorak. This is Detective Washington. We'd like to ask you a few questions. The uniforms backed off and stood near their patrol cars, 
chatting, and keeping an eye on what was going on. Questions about what? I could immediately tell this guy was going to be an asshole. I have to confess, I was predisposed not to like him by his appearance. Although he had no shirt on, it kind of looked like he did because his arms, chest, and back were a collage of tattoos. He was the epitome of a seasoned convict if I ever saw one, and his demeanor confirmed it. Concerning an investigation we're working on, well, do what you do. I need to inform you of your rights. I know my rights, he looked at me with utter contempt. I'm required to tell them. I began to recite the Miranda, and I asked him if he understood. I already told you I understood my rights, man. Tyra stepped up to the plate. Tell us about this conviction for aggravated stalking and terroristic threats. What? That bullshit? I was splitting up with my wife and she concocted some bullshit to get me arrested. I was pissed, so I bonded out and then went to talk to her to tell her what a bitch she was for getting me locked up. I am assuming part of the conditions of your bond was for you to have no contact with the victim, which in this case was your wife. Yeah, but I just went home to get my shit. Next thing, I know the cops came and took me right back to jail. My bond was revoked. I spent two months in jail waiting to go to court and got five years of probation. Never spoke to the bitch since. My turn. I asked him if he was at Dan and Brewster's with the marketing department when Demetrius was there. Yeah, I was there. Those are the people I hang out with from work. Demetrius was there. I was there. We all were there. I showed him the picture of Meredith Boxster. Seen this girl? No, but I'd like to. You gonna hook me up? He smiled. He made me feel ashamed I was a man. Not unless you're into necrophilia. He looked confused. I wanted to catch him at this moment while he was still off guard. Where were you Friday night? He thought for just a moment. We went to the river house on Roswell Road. Stayed there most of the night. I made eye contact with Tyra. Tyra's turn. What time did you leave? I don't remember. It must have been pretty late, because I remember wiping the dew off my seat when I was letting my bike warm up. Did you leave with anybody? No. I make it a policy never to carry a passenger if I've been drinking. If I fuck up, it's my own ass. I don't want to bring anybody else down with me. Besides, I normally don't carry my extra helmet anyway. I like to travel light. I got leather bags that don't lock, and people will rip off your helmet while you're inside. I've seen it happen. My turn. Tell me about Demetrius Woods. What do you want to know? He's a great guy. Very talented when it comes to databases. Super easygoing. Can't recall I've ever seen him angry, even when customer service fucks with his data. Why are you asking about me? I ignored his question and pulled out a picture of Kelly Davidson. Recognize her? Yeah. My hopes were raised. She was there Friday night. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure. She had a red dress on. She was shaking her titties so much when she was dancing, I thought they were going to fly right out. Did you see her with anybody? Man, I saw her with everybody. I was wondering if they were going to pull a train on her. I could tell that comment made Tyra feel uncomfortable. Me too. What did you do when you left the river house? I came home. Anybody confirm that? I mean, you live alone, right? Go get him, Tyra. I don't live alone. Talk to my dog. He'll tell you I was here. Smart ass. I needed to bring him back to reality. Mr. Harper, I appreciate your sense of humor, but you do realize this is a homicide investigation. And quite frankly, you are a subject of that investigation. You need to start cooperating and do it quickly. Yeah, so there. Listen, detective, I was cooperating. 
past tense. You don't like me bringing a little levity to this conversation? You can shove it up your ass and get the fuck on. This conversation's over. He strapped his helmet on, fired up his bike, and after turning the throttle a few times to blast our eardrums out, he left. We stood there in his driveway and looked stupid. The uniform snickered and walked back to their cars. Tyra had to put in her two cents worth. You might have pushed a little too hard. I snapped. Gee, you think? I slammed the door.